reaching Israel and the world. Baruch Hashem, beloved ones, bless the name of the Lord, Cynthia Marjorie. Today we're going to be talking about how we enter into a deeper experience with the Lord and His Spirit through becoming givers and servants. And I think this is so relevant because when we look at the climate of the Western world today and ask people where they identify themselves religiously, so many people will say they're spiritual. And what they mean by that is they have their own unique relationship with God, but there's no community involved. In other words, they're not pursuing God with other people. It's just they're looking to experience some type of spiritual encounter that is really beginning and ending in them. And when we have that type of isolated mindset, we miss it because entering into the depths of the Spirit involves being a servant and contributing to the world. He says, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And there's really a reason for that, especially in the times we're in right now, assembling even just with the believers, the body, coming together and we receive the Spirit of God is in others all around us and we are missing if we don't come into community and give the Spirit to others and receive what they have as well. So I believe today will help expand our world, expand into the, to the reaching in to other people's lives and giving and receiving. Thank you for joining me in the study of God's Word today. We're in a study that's one of my favorite portions of the entire Word of God. I know I've reminded you of this every week, but the Song of Songs is so unique in the pages of Scripture. It shows us what we should expect in terms of the stages that we go through in our development, in our relationship with Hashem, with Father God through Yeshua, through King Jesus. Now, I'm not gonna take time to review today. I encourage you to go back and watch all the other episodes in this series. I wanna jump right back in to the end of the first chapter. As we come to the portion of scripture that I'm gonna be focusing on today, what we have seen develop is this. The Shulamite bride came into a brand new experience with God. Her heart was open. She had an emotional encounter with Him and it blessed her so completely that she said, I forever want to be with you. I want to make my life about you alone. Draw me to yourself and let us run life together. You are my portion in this world. She was totally engaged in a passionate, fiery love for her bridegroom. Yet as time went on, she found herself feeling disconnected from Him. And I applied that last week to our lives, that oftentimes in our first journey with the Lord, in our early days of walking with God, those days when we first experienced salvation, it felt like God was so close to us. But somehow, for many of us, as time went on, we got to a place where we felt like we ran into a dry spell where we didn't feel as emotionally engaged or connected to the Spirit as we first were when we first came to know Him. And it's at that juncture that we find ourselves in today, where the Shulamite bride, after having this great experience, where she said the king had brought me into his chamber, where her heart was so open to his love, where she experienced him in such a powerful, rich way, she went from that not long afterwards, to calling out to him and saying, where are you? And Jesus spoke to her. 
And he said, if you do not know most beautiful amongst women, let me tell you. And that's where I left off last week. We're in chapter 1, verse number 8. And the first thing that he told her was that she needs to be in fellowship with his other children. And so he says, if you yourself do not know most beautiful among women, he says, number one, do this. You want to be close to me? You want to feel more engaged with my spirit? He said, do this. Go forth on the trail of the flock. And I made application there again last week. We need to be in fellowship with the rest of God's children. Get in a Bible study. If you're homebound, invite people over to your home to have fellowship with. If you, if you pray with people on the phone if you need to. If you have an able body, find a fellowship somewhere to be engaged with. Because the truth is, our relationship with God is not just about Him and us. There's so many people today, it's becoming an epidemic where they say, I'm spiritual. And what they mean by that is their spirituality is just about themselves and God. But what they don't realize is that a lot of their spirituality is not really God, it's just being self-absorbed. Because true spirituality in the kingdom is not meant to be lived alone. You see, the life that we've been called into is life in the kingdom. The kingdom is part of the ministry of the king and his people. In other words, a kingdom involves not just God in one person, it involves God and all his people. As I said last week, this is why the letters of Paul were not written to specific people so much as they were written to bodies of believers, to the church at Ephesus, to the church at Thessalonica, to the church at Corinth. And it's about a body. One's an arm, one's a leg, Paul says, one's an ear. We all play a different part to serve each other. And so we can't lead the life of the kingdom alone. It just doesn't work because we're called, number one, to receive God's spirit through the lives of the rest of his children. You impart something to me and then I impart something to you. We're part of a body. So the first thing he tells the Shulamite bride here, listen, you're feeling disconnected. You need to understand to feel my presence all the time, you need to be involved with the rest of my people. Get connected to a community. And so I want to challenge you today, in whatever way you're able to, depending on your health status, your age, etc., whatever way you're able to, seek out a community. If you think you can do it alone, you're going to miss so much of not only what God wants to do in you, but what God wants to do through you. Because He's given each of us a gift, and somehow He wants us to be able to use our gift to be a blessing to somebody else. Listen, people think that to be rich, you have to possess a lot of things. But there's a lot of people that possess a lot of things that are completely bankrupt in their soul. I mean, we could have stories, tell stories of people that were so rich and they lived in multi-million you know, dollar mansions and they spent all their time in their bedroom laying in bed. Or they spent all their time in isolation in their own mansion, totally oppressed totally afflicted in their mind and soul. Why? Because they were alone. You see, the person that's rich, hear me, the person that's rich is not the person that possesses everything. The person that's rich is the person that gives the most. Jesus said it's better to give than to receive. The point that I'm making is Jesus said to this woman that wasn't experiencing God at this stage in her journey the way that she wanted to, he gave her a corrective measure to get involved in a community, to get with his flock. And one of the reasons he wanted her there is so that she could give. You see, the person that is rich is the person that gives. 
God has created us to be a blessing to other people. Think about it. God created you and I not just to accumulate things for ourselves. That is a complete defiled mentality. God created us to give. God so loved the world that He gave. Greater is He that gives than He that receives. And so it's important if you and I are to live a life in the Spirit, to feel connected, to feel close to Jesus, is to be part of a community where we can add something. You may not think that much you, what you add is much, but believe me, it is. And if you just use the gifts and the talents, it doesn't have to be, you know, you don't have to say, well, I have the gift of this, or I have the gift of this. Just be yourself, and just look to give. Just look to be a blessing. That's a real strong point, beloved one. I know it's simple, and it may not even seem, you know, that exciting to you, but it's powerful. I mean, we need to connect ourselves to other believers and look for ways to be a blessing. And when we do that, the Spirit of God will flow through us, and in addition, we'll also be receiving charge in our life, spiritual charge from those other people that we're connected to. So let's continue on. The first thing he says, go forth in the trail of the flock. Secondly, he says this, which connects to what I just said. He said, and pastor your young goats. This has to do with what I was just speaking about. It has to do with service. And so pastoring is serving. It's taking care of people. Remember Peter, when Peter uh, met Jesus after Jesus had risen from the dead? And uh, Jesus said to Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus said what to Peter? Well, Peter, if you love me, he said, pastor my people tend my lambs. And the same is true for you and I today. To walk with Jesus, to walk close with Him, to walk arm in arm with Him, we have to be serving people. We have to be pastoring people. You might say, well, I'm not a pastor. And I know for many of you, you're not standing in the office of a pastor. But let me ask you this. Is there some little one that you can help? Jesus said, tend to my lambs, pastor my little ones. Is there a grandchild you can pastor in the things of the Lord? My wife, Cynthia, that many of you know by television, you know how she came to the Lord? Through her grandmother. Her grandmother told her about Jesus. Her grandmother was her foundation of faith. Her grandmother is long gone. But that simple, childlike way that Cynthia's grandmother shared Jesus with her brought Cynthia a faith and brought her into the kingdom. So I'm saying to you, yes, I know, that most of you, you're not standing in the office of a pastor. You don't pastor a congregation. But is there somebody that you can minister to? Is there somebody that you can encourage? Look for somebody. I promise you, God will give you somebody to minister to, somebody to be a blessing to. Jesus said to the Shulamite bride, if you want to feel close to me, you've got to pastor somebody. You've got to serve somebody. I know that some of you think, well, I'm not spiritually mature. I don't know the Bible that well. You know what? Do the best you can. God will use you and he'll bless you and you'll be happy for it. And then finally, the third thing he says to her is this. He said, do it among the shepherds. He said, do this, pastor your young goats by the tents of the shepherds. And this simply means this, is that don't just be someone that rebels against all authority. You know, don't be someone that criticizes all the, you know, there's so many people, they go to church and the first thing they do after the message, you've heard this before, is that, you know, they get in the car and they, you know, tear down something about the service, complain about something the pastor said. Beloved, watch your mouth, watch your mouth. I know there's a lot of imperfection in the world. I know there's a lot of imperfection in the church. 
I know there's a lot of imperfection with our leaders. I know it. It's frustrating. But you know what? It doesn't discount the fact that the Lord still works through authority. Because without authority, everything is chaos. God uses authority to bring order into chaos. So we have to conduct our lives recognizing that God works through the principle of authority. Do it, beloved, under the shepherd of your local community. you tonight that Jesus is giving you this chance. It may be your last chance to fully come to him. Tonight in Kamanya, Kenya, Jesus is right here and he wants to know who loves him and who's expecting him to return. Now many of you here tonight have never fully received Jesus into your life. And if God is speaking to you right now and you know you need to respond to this call, I want those of you that want to receive Jesus tonight to raise your hand. We went to Kamana yesterday and met many people there. I was amazed to see the great crowd that came to hear Rabbi preach. Seeing all these things made me very happy. I want Rabbi to come back so that many more people will be saved. Has your faith been built up and your passion renewed through Rabbi's teaching from the Old and New Testaments? Are you receiving revelation today that is bringing you a brighter tomorrow? If you've been blessed by the teachings of Rabbi Schneider, we would like to invite you to partner with us in reaching Israel and the world. Visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835 to join in our mission to equip the body of Christ, build the church, and evangelize the world. Your help extends the reach of Discovering the Jewish Jesus into places we could never touch without your partnership. Together, we are making a difference and preparing the way for the return of King Jesus. Let's continue on. I love this next section as we go now to chapter number two. Hear the word of God. Now, I know it's confusing to separate which verse is aligning with which speaker because we have two different speakers here. We have the king, who is a shadow of Father God to us through Yeshua. And then we also have the Shulamite bride, who's a shadow of you and I. And the verses don't identify who's speaking here. Is it Father God that's speaking or is it the Shulamite bride? Is it the church that's speaking? So I'm going to try to make sense of this for you. You might want to even take some notes. Let's begin chapter 2, verse 1. The Shulamite bride says, I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. It's interesting in conjunction with this verse, notice what she said in verse number 12 of chapter number 1. When the king was at his table, my perfume gave forth its fragrance. What does this mean? She knew, beloved, she was beautiful to God. And as she became comfortable and confident, with God's love for her, her heart began to open to him and the beauty that was in her began to come out. 
I know, for example, in my relationship with Cynthia, as I have grown and gotten more confident in myself and have matured over the years, I've been able to love her more and more and more. And as I love Cynthia more, she opens up to me more and more and more of her personality comes out and more of her inner beauty comes out. That's what she experienced here. She said, wow, the king was at his table. My perfume sprung forth. And then she said, I am the rose. She said, I am the lily of the valley. You're beautiful to the Lord. God wants you to know this about yourself. And you know what? Not only did she say it about herself, but the next thing that happens in the story is Jesus affirms it about her. Notice what Yeshua says back to her. Like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the maidens. In other words, he was saying, you are special. You stand out to me. And you too, beloved one, whether you're a man or a woman, you stand out to the Lord. It's hard for us to understand how each one of us is so unique, so special, so different. But we are. And one day, beloved, we're going to fully know it. I want to encourage you as much as possible. Have confidence in this and walk this way. You know, oftentimes I see people that physically may not be that attractive, but because of the confidence they have and who they are, because somehow they've been loved, and as a result of knowing what it means to be loved, they have confidence. And even though physically, if you just look at them completely in black and white, in other words, just physical appearance, nothing else, there's nothing attractive about them. But because of the confidence they have, because they've been loved and have confidence in that love, and who that love has identified them to be, because they walk in that confidence, their physical appearance is so enhanced, they look like really attractive people. It's the beauty, beloved, of love, of a God confidence. So I want to encourage you, like the Shulamite bride, have God confidence. Listen to what she said about herself. I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. She wasn't boasting. Jesus said back to her, like a lily among the thorns, so is my darling among the maidens. I want to encourage you, have God confidence. Sometimes, I know this is true of me, we're so afraid of thinking more highly of ourselves than we ought to, we're so afraid of thinking something good about ourselves because we're afraid it might be prideful, that in doing that sometimes we don't let in the good things that God wants us to let in. Sometimes I'll have good thoughts about myself, but I'll be afraid to let them in because I'll think, Lord, I don't know if that's me or the devil, and I'm afraid that if I'm letting a good thought in about myself that's not from you, that I'm going to end up being in pride, and then you're going to have to end up judging me, correcting me, and disciplining me for it. So I've been really hesitant to allow myself to think good thoughts about myself. But the Lord is showing me, no, some of the thoughts that you're thinking about yourself that are good thoughts that you're afraid of the devil are actually thoughts that I want you to receive from me. I want to affirm you and I want you to agree with my affirmation. Listen to what Jesus said to her once again. She had a thought about herself. I am the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valleys. Then Yeshua affirmed her. So is my darling among the maidens, like a lily among the thorns. So is my darling among the maidens. I want to encourage you and I, beloved. Let's believe the good things about ourselves that Father wants us to believe. Father, help us to be able to discern when we're having thoughts about ourselves that you want us to affirm. Like the Shulamite bride that had a heart that opened up to you when she knew your love for her and she began to speak positively about herself. Help us, Father God, to affirm the good things about ourselves 
that you want us to affirm. Father, some of us have lived in an atmosphere where, where, where there's been so much condemnation that it seems unnatural to think a good thought about ourselves or we're so afraid of being in pride that we don't want to let any good thoughts in. Father, we break off every lie of the enemy. Help us, Father God, to affirm about ourselves those thoughts of beauty, those thoughts of love. Father, if there are men, those thoughts of masculinity. If there are women, those thoughts of femininity. Help us, Father, to agree with you in what you're saying about us. And Father, we ask you to help us separate what is good and pure and true from that which is from the enemy so that we don't find ourselves agreeing with something that's not from you. We don't want to agree with the devil in pride. But Father, I believe that many are like me. There's things that you want us to say about ourselves to ourselves in your love, but we're afraid that maybe we'll be prideful in doing so. Father, help us to enter in to the fullness of what you have for us. Well. I hope that made sense there. I just want you to understand the God confidence that this Shulamite bride had, you and I need to have God confidence. We need to know we're beautiful. We need to know we're powerful. And so she says, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest, so is my beloved among the young men. In his shade, I took great delight and sat down and his fruit was sweet to my taste. What I want you to get here is that she's really enjoying the company of God. She said, in his shade, I took great delight and his fruit was sweet to my taste. She's just enjoying the security of having fathers covering over her life, of being affirmed in her love. And she just is laying down. Listen, she's just enjoying God. Have you ever had a time in your life where you're just able to enjoy God. I mean, are you able at times just to put beautiful worship music on and just lay down on a couch and just let yourself just enjoy God? Just enjoy feeling His presence. Just enjoy worshiping Him. That's what's going on here. She's just taking joy in a relationship. Listen again. She says to him, in his shade, speaking of the Lord, I took great delight and sat down. She's not doing anything just enjoying. And his fruit was sweet to my taste. He has brought me to his banquet hall, and his banner over me is love. She was confident that she was protected. Notice she said there, as we close today, that as she was being secure in his love, enjoying it, she made the declaration, his banner over me is love. A banner is like a covering. It's like a victory. She knew that she was secure and protected by the love of God. And I want to encourage you today, beloved one, to know that the banner over your life by Hashem, by Father God through His Son Yeshua, there is a banner over your life of love. Jesus said, I am with you always, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I want you to know God has got your back. There's nothing that you need to be afraid of. The number of hairs, beloved one, on your head are numbered. Fear nothing because there's a banner of victory over your life and that banner is love. Beloved, whether you're from Africa, India, Israel, the United States, it doesn't matter. We're all on the same journey if we're following Father through Yeshua and that is to be changed into His likeness, to experience personal transformation 
And in order for this to take place, a lot of work and effort is required on our part. We have to be obedient. And God brings us through certain tests in order to bring us to the next level. And one of the tests that all of us must pass is putting Him first with our finances. It's a test of faith, it's a test of trust, and it's a test of personal denial. Jesus said, unless we pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and follow Him, we can't be His disciple. I want to encourage you today, if you're not already, let's put Him first with our finances. And I would say this, if discovering the Jewish Jesus is being used by Father God to bless you, consider making a financial sacrifice to Him today through this ministry. Beloved, this is Rabbi Schneider saying I love you and God bless you and Shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Give by credit card at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword RABBI to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have been faithful to the Lord with our finances while living. For those of you who like to remember the Lord in your finances when you go to heaven, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, speak these words over my people and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Vaishmarecha Yair Yahweh Panavelecha Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Panavelecha Veasem Shalom. May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by His countenance. And Father God is going to continue as beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes the series, Mysteries of the Song of Songs, Season 2. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.